Equality versus equity. Equality means every child gets a pair of shoes. Equity means every child gets a pair of shoes that fit. That means every school district has to meet every student's individual needs. I'm Jerry O'Grain with the Black Student Advocate. We advocate for black employees and black students within the K through 12 school districts. We hold school districts accountable to make sure that black students and employees are in a fair and equitable workplace. Peace. Welcome back to Humanity Works Podcast. I am your host, Jahai Masai Youssef. Ah, real quick, man. I have been telling people, um, this. I'm sorry, this is the place where we bring it sexy back to the everyday hardworking men and women who impact your life within close proximity. We want to rise above this madness, which is called black culture. You know, this past weekend, I had finally made it to a destination that I've been telling people that I think they ought to go visit health-wise. Uh, and that is your vitamin lady. Uh, she's here in Atlanta and she's doing great things for the community. A lot of times, man, we listen to a lot of people on social media. And even when I talk about health, I always put a disclaimer that I am not a medical expert. I'm not a doctor. I'm not certified. But I think over the last six or seven years, we've gotten acclimated to listening to these online TikTok and IG doctors telling you to do CMOS. They tell you to do certain type of coffees. They tell you to do certain type of herbs and honey. And, you know, you could do this for your blood pressure. You could do this to kill cancer cells. But a lot of times, man, what's good for one person may not be good for another. To find out uh, everything that I had to learn about my blood type, which I'm AB positive and you know, it was kind of, she kind of made me feel a certain type of way, you know, in a good way when she was like, you know, your blood type is rare. 2% of the population are AB positive. But there was a lot of things when she gave an orientation about things that I should eat and things that I should that I should eat according to my blood type. The one thing that I've come to learn to find out that I'm not supposed to be vegetarian or vegan. I, there's a lot of foods that I can eat that is nourishing to my body based on my blood type. I've made that mistake before, and I told you all, I don't get attached to color, I get attached to the results. There was once upon a time when I was so deep into the black community, everything was black this, black that. You know, I even started getting, you know, like little bumps on the side of my skin using black soap because I just wanted to be so black, black, black. And I would listen to these people online about what we need to do because we melanated people and we should take this and do that. But I've come to find out, man, that we need to give credit for those who actually have the medical certification within our community. We need to give credit to those who actually have studied human biology and understand how the mind, body and how the physical uh, organ in itself works. So it was, um, you know, and I'm conscious of health, but it was a life changing moment. Um, I began to detox. I'm seeing the results um, drinking, you know, vi vital uh, vitality water, all kind of things, man. It was just good to know certain things about my blood type that really made me feel good. And I've been feeling the health benefits, man. So, you know, if you are in the Atlanta area, man, or if you know an iridologist, man, I suggest that you get to these people ASAP. These people have critical information that you may not learn in a doctor's office. And I'm grateful for people like that. And this is what I'm talking about. This is an everyday person who is impacting people's lives right there within close proximity. I asked the question sometimes. I said, what are professional athletes and entertainers and rappers? What if they got paid minimum wage and everyday working people who impact lives, whether it be in the medical field, whether it's transportation, whether it's education, whether it's in law, what if they got paid the millions of dollars? What would the world look like? So let's just keep in mind, man, who our real heroes are. They don't have jerseys. They don't have posters. They don't have TV shows. And they're not promoted on ESPN or other shows on the news at night to make them illuminated and stars in our eyes. Pay attention to your heroes that are close within close proximity. Um, second of all, man, I want to say this, man. A lot of y'all come for me 
on Facebook. Y'all come for me on IG. Nobody's really caught up with this podcast yet, as you know, since far as on YouTube. But, you know, I got a lot of people that come at me with hostility. They come at me with aggression. When I engage you in a conversation, if you don't know the code, and I ask people all the time, have you ever read The Code by Neely Fuller Jr.? No, I don't need to read it. Have you ever read the ISIS papers by Dr. Francis Chris Wilson? No, I don't really need to read it. Well, then we're going to end this conversation right here because there's no way you're going to outpower anybody who's codified. Because a lot of things to me at first, when I first heard the code, it sounded crazy to me as well, too. Like, that don't make no sense. But it was more emotion than it was logic. And one thing that Neely Fuller always says is follow the logic. And I follow the logic. And the one thing that I know about non-white people in the concept called America, we are afraid to tell the truth about who we are. All right. We just hostile and we angry and we don't have no solution in sight. So, you know, a lot of y'all can point fingers and say a lot of things, you know, why I may fit in a lot of categories. Many of them I don't. And I'm going to stand on that. And I know we live in a society where people think that, you know, you think you think you're too good. You think you know more than people. It has nothing to do with that. But I'm standing on who I am and I'm standing on my square, which brings me into this episode about the power of believing in yourself. You know, college football, the world of college football and just the sports world, period, has been on Boulder, Colorado. It's been on Deion Sanders. Uh, and at first I wasn't I, I didn't buy into that at first. And, you know, over the last couple of weeks, I've bought in. Uh, I thought at first, you know, Deion Sanders was kind of turning his back on HBCUs. I didn't think he was really being progressive. But at the end of the day, you know, a lot of people have issues with Deion because he is, you know, he comes off brass, arrogant and cocky. But that man believes in himself. And what he's done for the last couple of weeks for college football, Colorado Buffaloes, and that university has been phenomenal. Raking in lots of money, TV ratings, and everybody's pretty much just showing up to see them lose. Well, they finally took the first loss. Now, I was late to come on board. Now, I'm not a bandwagon individual. I'm not a Colorado fan. I'm still not a Deion Sanders fan to that, to that, to that degree. But I respect what the brother has done. He, he superseded my expectations. And I will owe him an apology for a lot of the things that I said against uh, Prime as an individual. The only thing that I disagree with is more of the tension being on him than on the football players like any other major university. But it's good for TV. It's good for college football. And, you know, and I'm just going to leave that right there. And I do understand that a lot of times I tell people don't get attached to the color, get attached to the results. I know for a fact many black people are not forward thinkers. And I'm experiencing this within even my own parameters within uh, the things that I'm dealing with as far as sports. But he finally took a loss and the whole world is going in. You see all the memes on Facebook and IG and TikTok. But I'm going to tell you something that a lot of people didn't realize. People were ready for that loss to come because it really wasn't about Colorado losing as much as it was about a cocky, arrogant black man or a nigger being put in his place. And that's the thinking of most white college coaches. And I tell you all the time that most black men are not allowed or they don't want to see black men build big, big legacies, especially in the sport, college basketball, you know, and just sports, period. And people thought I was crazy when I said this years ago, but this is a true reality. People don't pay attention to the narratives. A lot of our people are bought into the narrative that is completely false and it's just completely capped, in my opinion. However, what people did not notice that at the same time, being in Oregon in a raging stadium full of fans, the players were not rattled. The players wasn't arguing with each other. They didn't turn it back on each other. They kept playing with a lot of energy. Now, yeah, they might have been outmatched and, you know, they might have been outcoached in a few uh, areas. But I've never seen Deion Sanders lose his composure. I never seen him get mad and snap at the uh, coaching staff or any of his players. He came back calmly. He had a classy uh, post interview, in my opinion, which I thought was the perfect thing to do. Nobody recognized that. 
He wasn't caring about what the world was saying. As he recently said, he don't care about the outside noise, you know, and he keeps receipts. We know these coaches feel some type of way. We know they feel like, you know, he's just this uppity Negro who think he's just going to walk through the ranks of college football, and he's done it three weeks in a row. But I'm not going to sit up there and champion and celebrate and mock and laugh and make jokes about the loss. We know they was going to lose eventually, right? But pay attention to the poise and composure. That was the most unblack thing I've seen in college sports. That's the most unblack thing I've seen as a college uh, football coach and with the players. Now, once did they get rattled? Not they stay poised and remain focused. So take that as a, a, a positive note, but also take that as something to be concerned with. When you get a team predominantly with young black men and, and with the leadership under a black man, and everybody's remaining poised, composed, and just dealing with it and gonna move forward, that's something to me that's strikingly and intriguingly interesting, and it's something that's good to see. All right. So basically, man, let me tell you about this true story about the power of believing in yourself. <clears throat> In my younger years, when I didn't really have a lot of responsibilities, I think I only had my daughter at the time, you know, it was me and two of my cousins. We, you know, back in the day, they would have these summer jobs. People come home for college, you out of, you know, out of high school, you get a summer job. You know, I was out of high school, but I was in between jobs at that time. So we all worked for this party rental company and I put on there that I was a truck driver. Now, this is way before I got my CDL and I've been in the trucking game for 30 years. Right. Accident free. Knock on wood. And I put on there that I was a truck driver. So when we got hired with the job, you know, and it was just one of those BS jobs where you really didn't even have to put in an application. You was going to get a job anyway. You just had to show up. One thing about me as an individual that I've always done, I always study systems, just like the system of white supremacy. I've been studying it all my life and understand the workings of it in all nine areas of people activity. But when we was to go to this job, I mean, this, it had to be over like maybe 200 employees, predominantly black. So with the way my mind works, I'm like, they have more employees than they do work. And I would study the system. And I noticed when in the morning time, when everybody's clocking in, none of the management was aware of who was clocking in and who wasn't. So I told my cousin and them, I said, man, this morning, man, what we're going to start doing, we're going to clock out and we're going to leave. I had already scanned the building to see if there was cameras around and there were no cameras. So I'm like, man, we're going to clock and we're going to dip. And we, get, we did this for about almost a month and some weeks until one day the company drunk caught up with us and said, hey, I know what y'all been doing. <laughs> so I'm thinking to myself, the gig's up. But he said, no, no, no. He said, I admire that. And he said, y'all been kind of peeking things out and y'all kind of moving on the low key. He said all he wanted was some cognac and Taco Bell. That was the deal. And he never once ratted us out. However, my number got called one day. They needed me to drive a truck. They were like, Red, yeah, we need you on the dock. We need you to drive such and such and such and such. Now, this whole time, I had been dipping out, hadn't worked, hadn't so much folded a tablecloth, moved chairs, tables, hadn't done anything, flirting with the girls, of course. And then one day, they told me I had to drive a truck. And so my cousins looked at me like, damn, you know, and they kept us together because they knew we were family. And they looking at me like, well, what you going to do? And I said, well, I got no choice but to go try to drive this damn truck. Now, mind you, I had never been in the truck before. Barely knew how to drive a stick ship. My cousin Crow taught me how to drive a stick ship, but he taught me that in the sports car. Go figure. So I, I get in the truck. Two cousins jump in on the passenger side. All the big men on the dock looking and looking at me like, yo, what's the problem? So I kept cranking this truck up. It went, I kept turning over the ignition. It wouldn't turn. So one of the black guys jumped off the dock and said, hey, man, are you going to push the clutch in? I was like, oh, yeah, 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 that's right. My bad. I didn't know. So I pushed the clutch in, right? I pushed the clutch in and... Next thing you know, it was almost like being in a rodeo. I started bucking that, started bucking the truck, bucking the truck, bucking the truck. So I stopped and I sat there and I studied the gear patterns because, you know, in those old trucks, they got one, two, three, four, five, six reverse. 
So I'm studying the gear pattern. My cousin's looking at me like, man, you 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 done. They got you now. I said, no, no, no. I said, I'm gonna see him sit here and figure this out. So I figured out the gears, at least this goes here. Hit that clutch, it goes there. Now you can know something. It's one thing to have the knowledge of something, but like I used to always know in the lost five percent in the nation of gods and earths, you know, knowledge, you know what I'm saying? One is knowledge, two is wisdom, and three is the understanding. So it's it's one thing to have knowledge, but it's another thing to have an understanding of the knowledge that you have, right? And so I bucked the truck and I'm looking in my rear, I'm looking in my mirrors, and none of the big people have come to get me out this truck. They was just standing on the dock looking. Now, if I was a company owner and I hired somebody to be a driver and they bucked the truck like that, you're getting out of the truck. I know in most trucking jobs today, they're going to test these drivers. So I kept bucking the truck. They never once came and got me out of the truck. So once I figured out how to stop unbucking the truck, how to shift and put it in gear and all this other stuff. Guess what, y'all? I made it from Olive, Missouri, all the way down to the arch grounds. By the time I got downtown, I knew how to drive a truck. Funniest thing ever. I didn't know anything. But that's how life is. Because so, I believed in myself the same way Deion Sanders believes in himself at Colorado with the Buffaloes. So I believed in myself. Nobody could ever tell me what I can achieve and what I can accomplish. And I'm going to walk on my own steps. I'm not following nobody's path. I don't have to follow nobody's protocol. Because, you know, certain men in this world are allowed to build a legacy on their own terms. I'm going to build my legacy on my own terms. I'm not going to be up under no certain type of tutelage, no mentorship, because I'm intelligent and smart enough on my own to figure it out for myself. Now, I'm not saying I'm not humble to learn. I'm not saying I'm not humble that I can take some type of leadership from people who are earnest in heart, not those who have a hidden agenda. And so with that being said, in life right now, there's something that you're supposed to be doing, but you don't believe in yourself enough to do it. And I really hate to sound like an inspirational speaker because I'm not a, I don't consider myself an inspirational speaker. I don't consider myself a life coach, whatever that is like who needs to be coached on how to live life. Right. There's manuals and, and spiritual laws to teach you how to do that. It's just that you don't believe in them enough to execute them. The power of believing in yourself goes a long way. You know, the Bible says it's part the, 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 the life and death is in the power of the tongue. So as a man thinketh, so shall a man be. And I've always thought highly of myself. Even at times when I had doubt, I still thought highly of myself. Right. There's been times where I should have been doing things, but there were times I did not believe in myself. You have to get to the point where you visualize when I get my team together before a game, eight, nine year old girl, year old, uh, girls, seven year old girls. I say, hey, take 10 seconds to visualize how you want to play this game, and how you see yourself hitting, how you see yourself catching. Visualization is powerful because visual visualization is the pretense to belief. If you can see it, you can believe it, you can achieve it. You have to begin to believe in yourself when everybody else don't understand. Listen, every legacy you see today, every everything that we admonish about a business, about an athlete, about an, uh, somebody who's impacted humanity. It started with a vision that only they can see. Everybody's not supposed to understand what you can see, but everybody's not supposed to believe in you. You have to have naysayers. Naysayers are what keep you existing. Just like good cannot exist without evil. Light cannot exist without darkness. You cannot exist without non-believers. So believe in yourself. Start acting on it as if it already exists. And you know, would you believe to this day that I'm a truck driver, a professional truck driver, and I'm good at what I do. I'm good at backing these trucks up, shifting these trucks Staying safe, obeying the traffic laws. I've gotten a lot of seatbelt seat belt tickets, but I embraced it and I mastered the craft. I never really sought out to be a truck driver, but it's a simple fact that I said on that application, I'm a truck driver. And today I drive trucks and I'm one of the best in the game. So at the end of the day, man, the belief is powerful in yourself. It's time to start believing in yourself. 
you'll look at somebody and just love, you know what I'm saying? When you go to a concert and you go see your favorite artist, it's the thrill of seeing that individual in person. But it's the legacy, the hard work that they put in that you believe in, you subscribe to because you bought a ticket. I'm telling you right now, it's time to start believing in yourself. Hey, listen, man, I'm always glad for when people sit in, man, and join in and and uh, give me their ear to hear, man, because, you know, I'm not the, the truth of it is I'm not really saying nothing you haven't heard before. I'm not saying anything too off kilter from what most other people say. It's just that you all believe in me enough to come here to get the message that you need. And I'm telling you that I believe in you, even when you don't believe in yourself, whatever you're trying to achieve, whatever you're trying to accomplish, do it. I tell my partner all the time. The CEO and owner of the Showtime Men's League and uh, Orion Wake for the Women's Wake League. That's a belief that they have. And I've seen those leagues progress. I've seen the media marketing get better. I've seen the art design get better. I've seen the clothes designs get better. I see the fandom grow. You understand? The teams, new teams, new territory, new height. It's all growing because it all starts with belief. And belief is powerful. Right? Everything in the universe has a constructive and a non-constructive effect. You can believe that you're the greatest person alive and it will happen. Or you can believe that, you know, you're something else that's not as constructive. And that also can happen. You know, there's, there, they say there's two people in the world that exist and both of them are right. One that says they can and one that says they can't. And we have to understand, man, use belief for a powerful thing. Because, you know, a lot of times I'm a baseball guy. And I remember when the Anaheim Angels was on the run. And the one thing they brought out was the rally monkey. But they always said they believed. Well, one year, I think they made it back to the World Series. That's all you said. The capsule was believe, believe, but they didn't win. So at the end of the day, man, belief is something so powerful that it also can will you to win. And even sometimes you, you don't set out and achieve your goals and your time frame or the way that you think you should still just give it time because it will manifest itself if you only just believe and don't waver in your belief. Same thing with God. I was telling a friend of mine today, I had been running a long time. I'm not running no more. I, I didn't travel. I didn't see what's out there and all these communities. And I know some people might find that as a shocker. Some people may not even have respect for me some, no more. Some people might even say you worship a mystery God, but God ain't no mystery. God has never been a mystery. The mystery is the people that say they believe in him that don't do the work. That's the mystery. And that's why people say God is a mystery because you don't see his people acting and solving problems the way that they should. Kabish. And it's just that simple. And I'm telling you, man, I've seen God work. I know God is real. I just had to go on my path. I had to go on my journey. And I'm not going I'm not going to sway from that anymore. Listen, um, I ran it earlier, man. If you all are having issues, man, uh, I have a friend. I got to stay, man. Stop saying, man, I've been doing a good job. Of doing it. Excuse me. I've been doing a good job of doing that, man. But I also want to give a shout out to my sponsors, Black Student Advocate. I have people call me all the time who's being bullied in the school systems, whether it's your child or even if it's a teacher with the administration board. Education is a serious thing. Things that are going on in the school is something serious. And there's something going on in Atlanta in in an all black owned school with black owned leadership. And even in those schools, they can't even solve the problem. So, again, never get attested to to the color. Be a test of the results. I want to give a shout out to everybody that believe in themselves, man, to continue to improve life, improve quality. Hey, like, share, and subscribe. Tell a problem solver to tell a problem solver to come on in. If you're on IG, give your boy a follow at Humanity Works Podcast. And I have one video up. I'm going to start dropping some more over there. It's just that most of the people that follow me on Facebook, they'll tune in on Facebook. They don't tune in much on IG. But I really got to get that page rolling. Until then, man, I always say, man, hey, The worst mistake that you can make in life, and this is my new saying, and I want y'all to really understand this. The worst mistake that you can make in life is to think that you have time. We all don't have time. Peace.